Hey everyone, welcome to episode 223, Living With Your Ex. Before I begin, I wanna talk to you about our sponsor, Herbal Face Food. I've been talking about Herbal Face Food because I see such amazing results with my sunspots, with my puffiness, because it reduces the inflammation, like my puffy eyes when I wake up in the morning, or even like my double chin. I always feel like I wish I had a better jawline and I feel like it's coming back. My sunspots from laying out day after day after day as a child has caught up with me. I have sunspots galore and Herbal Face Food has helped so much with reducing my wrinkles, cutting down on my puffiness in my face. I can't really describe it other than just there's this, the puff is gone because it's not plant-based, it's made out of pure plants. And so it helps so much with fine lines, wrinkles, melasma. I have psoriasis, I have dermatitis, like my skin is a mess. I know it's from stress and it's such a relief to have something that doesn't show all the stress on my face. So go to the link in the email or go to herbalfacefood.com and make sure you use the coupon code HARMONY20 at checkout to support the show. Now on to the episode. Welcome to the Harmony in the Home podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Hutchison. I'm a counselor, a life coach, and most importantly, an imperfect mom doing this work right along with you. And my goal on our podcast is to go from chaos to calm, feel less frazzled and have more fun within your four walls to have more harmony in your home. So, you know, I love titles that are just a little bit like, hmm, they're like little hooks. When I used to teach first grade, they always said... Kelly, you need to open every lesson with a hook and that will get their attention and then you've hooked them in and then you teach them all the things after you've hooked them. But you can't just start off the lesson with saying, okay, boys and girls, I know you're six years old, about to be seven this year, but just open up your book to page 12 and we're going to start a lesson. It's like, womp, 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 womp. I'm like Charlie Brown's teacher. So I want to do a follow-up to an episode that you all resonated with. And I love, love, love your feedback because that's how I know what's resonating and how to help you even more. Because when you give me feedback, then I know, okay, double down on that, Kelly. Talk more about that. Find stories, find clients, find personal stories, find experiences. Because we all learn from stories. I could go on and on and on about how to live your best life and make promises to yourself and keep them. But how do we always learn? We learn by examples and by stories. Personal stories, client stories, stories from your heart, stories from your emails, stories from your Facebook comments and your things that you write me on Instagram. So just know that's why I call it our podcast because this is so collaborative. This is me and you, you and me doing life together. You're not following me. We're linking arms. We're doing this together. Arm in arm. Because everything that we talk about on this podcast, I am either dealing with it currently, have in the past or will in the future. So the episode that really resonated with so many of you. I got so many emails and so many comments on Instagram and Facebook and all the places was about A plus relationships. And if you haven't listened, go back and listen. It's a couple episodes ago. It's talking about how if you are a perfectionist like myself, we think that our relationships have to be like our report card and we have to have straight A's. So if you were 
put a lot of pressure was put on you from outside sources to be perfect. And a lot of times it's self-inflicted. If you were a firstborn, I can bet a hundred dollars. You probably struggle with perfectionism. I think if you're listening to this podcast, there's a 99.9% chance that you struggle with it because you're listening to this become a better mom, a better dad, a better grandparent, better human. Even though I've said for 223 episodes that you don't have to do anything to be better at life or what you're doing. And when you take that pressure off your shoulders, you take that pressure off of all the people around you and those relationships. So if you were raised in an environment self-inflicted or externally inflicted or a combination of both to get straight A's, to be that overachiever, to get all the degrees, to get all the money, to get all the grades, to get all the sports, to get all the medals at the awards night. A lot of times that can transfer into when you're an adult. And so you want to get straight A's in life. You want to have a clean house, well-behaved kids, a doting spouse, loving parents that go to all the kids, grandkids sports events, a great relationship with your church or synagogue, volunteering 30 hours a month, the finances are in check, and all the relationships all have to be in check too. Now, I can bet you $7,000 that there's not one of us, me included, that has A's in all those areas. And definitely not in all of our relationships. We talked about in the A-plus relationships how we want to have A-plus relationships in all the different relationships. Kids, spouse, parents, siblings, boss, in-laws, all those relationships have to be all perfect, straight A, A-plus relationships for us to feel like we're succeeding as an adult. And when they are not, when we're getting a B or a C, and when I say B or a C, it's based on the connection that you have with said person. When it is fractured or there is stress or there is angst or there's frustration, I just want to reassure you that you are a human just like we all are. And there's no human out there that has A plus relationships in all of the different, the big hitting relationships, those that I just mentioned and beyond. And with ourselves at the same time, think about what an unrealistic expectation that is to have an A plus in all the different relationships. Now, to follow, now you all love that because it took the pressure off the relationships that are fractured or strained or annoying or getting on your nerves or frustrating. The ones that are just like keeping you up at night, you're tossing and turning. Those relationships are what we're spending most of our mindset on most of our airtime, most of our emotional bandwidth, thinking and thinking and thinking about, I wish that person would change. I wish they would stop drinking. I wish they would stop seeing that person or being friends with them or invite me to that brunch or they'd be more involved with my kid's life or they wouldn't gossip so much or they wouldn't smoke so much or they wouldn't, or they wouldn't, or they wouldn't. And we have all these manuals and all these rules for all these people. If they would just do X, Y, Z, then our relationship would be more like a solid B to an A. And we want to change all the other people. So that episode talked a lot about how it's impossible to have straight A's in all our relationships. And it's not even a good goal to have because then we're not learning and growing because the relationships that challenge us are the ones that are going to change us. Because if someone's being a jerk to you, it kind of reminds you of like, oh, I might do that sometimes with other people. So I feel like when someone's a jerk to me, I'm like, 
wait a minute, that didn't feel very good. So then I'm not going to be a jerk to someone else. Or when someone's really kind and nice, when you're going through something hard and they're just so there for you, you're like, wow, I thought I was there for people when they were going through crisis, but I really am not in comparison. Like this feels so good. So other people in the relationships, the strengths and the weaknesses in the other relationships help us to be a better person because it gives us insight. Like, Ooh, that hurt. Like that stove is hot. I'm not going to touch that stove. So when someone does something to you, it kind of reminds you like, Oh wow, I'm making sure I don't do that to someone else. That really stung. That was really hot. That hurt. So we're not passing on that hurt because we have the insight. So the reason why I call this living with my ex is because, or living with your ex is because we spend so much time in the thought process of the relationships that are in the DF range, because we just think if we could think about it more, worry about it more, obsess about it more, that it will change and suddenly become a B plus that we're suddenly going to change the X. And I use the word X because it could represent an ex-friend, an ex-husband, an ex-wife, an ex-boyfriend. I just use the word X, but I wanted to represent any relationship in your life that is causing you stress and angst. It can be with your mother or with your father or with your greedy goody grandpappy, but you don't have an ex-mom if you're having issues with your mom. But the word X can represent your mom because it's the relationships that's causing you the most stress and angst. Now, we talk about all the time, my friend Tracy talks about how we only have so much emotional bandwidth every single day. We are spending so much time, me included, focusing on and thinking about and obsessing about the D and the F relationships. And then we're missing out on all the A, B and even the C relationships. C's are good. I always tell my kids C's get degrees. Nothing wrong with a C. Did you try your best? Then forget the rest. C's get degrees. So we're missing out on so many A, B's and C's relationships because we're so hyper-focused on our emotional bandwidth on the D's and the F relation, D's and F's relationships. You're, the grading system that you're using for these relationships is all made up. It's the one that stresses you out. Now, does this mean you can never think about it and you can never, and if you think about it, then you're doing something wrong? Absolutely not. I'm just in inquiring of why we're spending so much time on the D's and the F's and then we're ignoring the A's and the B's. It's kind of like bringing home a report card, having all A's and B's and then having a D on there for like, I don't know, trigonometry. And then our parents are like, oh, nice A's and B's, but why is this a D? That doesn't feel very good, but that's what we're doing right now. And so when I said living with the X, even though the X is not in our lives, we're spending so much time thinking and obsessing and wanting this X person in our life. X could mean EX or X like in algebra. X equals YZ. We're spending so much time focusing on the X relationship that that X is actually living in our four walls because what comes in our four walls? The energy. Energy that we're emitting off, we're thinking and obsessing. So we're actually bringing the ex and having him or her sit on the couch right next to us while we're watching our fluff TV or we're watching the news or watching reality TV. Or if you're in my house, you're watching true crime with me. Not when the kids are around. And why do we do that? We do that because we think if we can obsess about it, we can worry about it and we can think about it. We could just change them in our brain then it would go up to an A or a B. And if you've lived any length of time longer than 15, 20 years on this planet, you know, you cannot change other people. 
You just accept the as is of that other person. And instead of expecting them to change, we bless and release and we love them just from afar, but we don't have to invite them into our house for chicken dinner and watch true crime with us and sit on our couch all day, every day. That doesn't mean you never think about them. We just spend equal airtime on the other relationships and we spend more time in the A, B's and C's relationships. And again, the grading system that you're using is all made up and all in your brain. And that's okay. We don't have to bring in F's into our life and have them over for chicken dinner. Physically or in our head mentally. So when you hear me say, don't think about it, don't spend energy, don't use your emotional bandwidth. Immediately, our brains will go to, oh, okay, I shouldn't think about my ex. Now, remember, when I say the word ex, it's not an ex actual always be an ex. It's that person that is grinding your gears and you're thinking about way more and giving them way too much power in your brain. I love the mantra, no power to the sour. I'll tell my brain that when it starts fixating on a past hurt or someone who's hurt me or dumped me and kicked me to the curb, like a friend that has done in the past, I'll just say to myself, no power to the sour, meaning all those sour feelings. But you also don't want to kick it to the curb where you can tell your brain, never, ever, ever think about it. Because if I tell you not to think about a pink elephant, do not think of a pink elephant. What are you doing? You're thinking about a pink elephant. So it can actually backfire by telling your brain, don't think about that person. Don't think about that person. Don't think about that person. And then when you end up doing, you end up thinking about that person. because we're so obsessed with not thinking about them that we're actually thinking about them. So what I like to do is tell my brain, remind my brain, I know that person hurt you. I know that was a painful experience. That was you feeling rejection and that doesn't feel good. I talk to my brain like it's a little kid and it's nervous to get on a roller coaster or it's nervous to go to camp for the first time or it's nervous to talk to the hair person. When my kids were little, they were so nervous to get their hair cut because they didn't want to do small talk with the lady or the man. So I just talk to my brain, I remind myself, and I remind my brain, it's okay, I know that person hurt you. That person reminded you of how not to hurt other people when the same situation comes up. Because you know how it feels, so you don't wanna ever make anybody else feel that way. So maybe that was the role of that person to come in your life and teach you about rejection so you're a little bit softer and don't reject people or made them, make them feel like you're rejecting them. It's okay, we've felt this feeling before. It's gonna be okay. Now we're gonna spend our time thinking about the people in our life that do love us, that make us feel warm and fuzzy. Let's do that. So you kinda honor it, you acknowledge it, you feel seen, you feel heard. These are all inner dialogue going inside your head. I'm just doing this out loud, so I sound like a crazy lady. But this is all that can go on inside your head. So you still give it power. You just don't give it too much power. And you're spending equal airtime on both sides of the coin and not giving them all your emotional bandwidth. And a lot of times when something's hard for me, I'll say, this is hard because you cared about that person. And it wasn't reciprocated. That hurts. That doesn't feel very good. Or I might have had some expectations for someone else, and I might have been looking for a vertical relationship with a horizontal person. That's okay, Kelly, that you did that. You're gonna do it again, and next time you might be a little bit more onto yourself before you do it. 
Do you see how that's different than don't think about the pink elephant, don't think about the pink elephant? You allow yourself to feel and talk and think about the pink elephant, and then you gently move away from the pink elephant and focus on the fluffy dinosaur that makes you feel warm and fuzzy. It's not about always thinking positive. It's about not being afraid to feel the tricky feelings too. Because the stronger we can get at feeling the tricky feelings, the less hold they have over us, and then we can bless and release that person, even if they're still in our lives and we have to see them at the Sunday barbecue every week because they're a neighbor or they're a family member or they're even living within your four walls. That can get tricky, but we can feel tricky. It's trick to walk around or walk around. It's right all the time. It's tricky. It's tricky, tricky, tricky. <laughs> I don't know why that song just popped in my head, but because I don't have a filter, it just popped out of my brain. I told a story a couple hundred episodes ago. Lily always says, I, I, I'll be like the other day. She's like, mom, that was six months ago. That's not the other day. I'm like, oh, anyway, this was a long time ago. I talked about it in a previous episode, how I was working with a client and she was so upset that her brother-in-law had stolen a lot of money. They were in business together and the brother-in-law had embezzled money and went to jail and he went to jail for, and they were all in business together. It was two, it was two families together in business together. And he embezzled from the company, went to jail for it, had a trial and everything. And this sweet client could not get over the fact that he stole and was obsessing about it. And I said, every single day, he's stealing more from you, not physically the money, but he's stealing your joy. He's in jail. Bless and release him. And yes, you can think about him, but you don't have to obsess about him and worry that it's going to happen to you again because what happened is like getting struck by lightning. Could it happen again? Of course it could, but now you know you can go through it again. Do you want to? Absolutely not. Are you going to have more safeguards up? Are you going to be more suspicious and probably be able to determine it a lot earlier? Absolutely. That's why these experiences happen. Not that it's a good thing, not that it's encouraged, but we don't want to have the ex sitting on our couch, eating chicken dinner and eating popcorn or watching true crime. We want to eat the popcorn with the people who fill us with joy and we fill them with joy. And it's that easygoing relationship where you can let your hair down with that person. That's when you know you're in a good relationship and it's a healthy one. When you can let your hair down, you're not on eggshells, tiptoeing around each other all day, every day. And if that person lives within your four walls, then you have to figure out a way to navigate that within your four walls. So it's not impacting the other people that are in the four walls because family dynamics and who's living in your four walls is like a hula hoop and everyone in the hula hoop is affected by everyone else in the hula hoop. Just like if one of my kids is sick, we could either catch it, but even if we don't catch it, just having them laying on the couch and that energy of them just zoned out and feeling like crud, you feel so bad for them. And it's like, it's such a Debbie Downer, but not in a bad way, like you're mad at them about it, but it's just like, oh, the vibe in the house is so low because there's a sick child or if a spouse is sick. You just feel so bad and it just affects the whole family dynamic because everyone in that four walls is like in a hula hoop. And sometimes we think, oh, well, well, one does, it doesn't matter what the other person does because we're separate people. But when you're sharing the four walls together, it absolutely is contagious. Energy is contagious just like colds are. My kids don't usually get strep throat, but if, strep, if one of them got strep throat, strep throat would probably go through the house. We would probably catch it from each other.
And just like we catch colds from each other, we can also catch energy, positive and negative. That does not mean you always have to be positive, bubbly, doing cartwheels around the house. It's just that relaxed, calm energy is where kids thrive and where it can be like a safe haven for you to go home after a long day. But we're not bringing the ex in the home with us. We're not having them sit down and eat popcorn while we watch true crime. That can happen when we are obsessing and thinking and wanting to change them and mold them. If I could change people, I would sign up for that class. It's literally impossible. So when you know that, you can bless and release, stay in your lane, and focus on the relationships that are A, B, and C. Because a lot of times we obsess so much about the D's and the F's that we spend so much time on the D's and the F's and we still get D's and F's, D's and F's, D's and F's, that all of a sudden the A, B's and C's, they start to flounder. And all of a sudden those A's and B's turn into C's and D's because we've been spending so much time on the D's and F's relationships. Not so much time with them, physical time, but emotional and mental time. So we're not inviting them into the house. We're not inviting them into our thoughts. We can think about them. We just have to make sure we're giving equal airtime on the other side. And when you do this, you'll realize how many blessings and how many A's and B's you have. And then your A's and B's will become even higher A's and B's. And then the D's and F's won't impact you any, as much because your GPA overall will be one of harmony. And then you'll have more harmony in your home. I love you guys and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.